0: Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are
1: your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Good afternoon. Happy First Friday. Happy the number one ranked First Friday of the year to each and every one of you. Nathan Zagura here. Bo will join us around 210. To short show little, today, kid. Short show today. The Ohio State Buckeyes advancing uh, in the Maui Invitational. And so they will be on at 2 30 here on ESPN Cleveland. So we got 90 minutes for you. The head coach, Kevin Stefanski, will be coming up later on. Bernie Kozar will be with us. We'll talk a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a little fantasy advice. And then, of course, guess the lines. And we've got some scores for tomorrow. So we got three scores as well to get going some early Thanksgiving scores. Nathan Segura, Jason Gibbs with you as the Browns return to work. And obviously we know there is much work to be done. at 3-7, and seven, a team that is desperate for a win and probably the truth of the matter is has to run the table if they want to make the playoffs in 2022 and that can only start with a win on Sunday against a very good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that comes in at five and five having won their last two games and to talk about that matchup here is the head coach of your Cleveland Browns Kevin Stefanski
2: obviously can talk about their offense and and the, Tom Brady's still playing at a very very high level uh, great receivers uh, yeah ran the ball really well in their last game versus Seattle 44 rush attempts um, so we'll see if there's uh, a change in, in how they operate. Uh, they've number one pass attempts in, in the league so far, um, and they do it really well. So an explosive offense, uh, well, really well coached. Coach Leftwich does a great job with that crew. On defense, uh, Coach Bowles has always done it. Uh, great, great defense. Physical, big up front, stout, um, long at corner, uh, but. They'll blitz you from every angle. Uh, they play coverage. They do it well, so it's an impressive group, and, and again, good players throughout that front. And then teams-wise, Coach Armstrong does a nice job. A veteran kicker, uh, you know, a rookie punter that's punting well. A couple real good returners, young young players. Uh, so, got to get to know these guys, and that's what today is about with our football team. And then uh, putting together a plan and and practicing that plan and understand that plan, so we can go out and perform uh, at a high level on Sunday. So with that, I'll take any questions.
3: Kevin, do you think that Jacoby has shown the rest of the league that he is a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL, even if it is not going to be here uh, in the long term?
2: Yeah, I don't know that that's Jacoby's focus nor my focus. Uh, I would tell you he's performed uh, how we thought he would in, in his role. Uh, but more than that, he's provided outstanding leadership for this football team. Uh, good in the quarterback room, good in the offensive meeting room, good with the team. Uh, has provided a, uh, you know, a, a very uh, balanced approach uh, to the group. Can I know I he
4: signed up for this role, but do you appreciate how difficult it might be, knowing his time as a starter is gonna um, end, and then how he's handled all of it?
2: I mean, I appreciate it. Yes. Uh, now, Jacoby's mindset, our mindset is a one-week mindset, so I think he's really performed. Well, because he's done that, he he focuses on what's in front of him, and that's this Tampa game. Uh, not really thinking about what has occurred in the past, not thinking about what's coming down in the future. And I don't think any of us can afford to think that way. So, I think that's what I appreciate the most about him. Kevin, does Monts jump right up the depth, the depth chart, considering that for old's going to be out a little bit here? Yeah, I th- working through it. Uh, it's kind of sometimes you get to late November, and and things can get wonky uh along certain position groups so we're working through it uh, obviously yelled is sick today so that presents some things that we'll work through today and and uh, i think we'll be all right kevin think, is there anybody else that can play center i mean that that has been here yes. yes there's a lot of guys that can do it uh charlie hewlett um yeah no i think um we got plenty of guys on the roster that can snap it's just a matter of getting them proper reps, getting them comfortable with, with that role. Hey, Kevin, um, you always talk about one week at a time. Mm-hmm. But, but when you're three and seven, mm-hmm. how do you keep guys fired up and, and really focused when uh, the season's not going the way you want it? Yeah, I think we kind of talked about that on Monday. Uh, Jeff, just understand what your record are. Yeah, totally get that. That defines you for that moment, for that week. But we have a huge challenge in front of us. It's a very good football team uh, from the other conference. Uh, they're coming off their bye. They, they got great players. We understand who who those guys are on offense, defense, special teams. So I think our guys understand the, the competitive nature of this business, and they want to do anything in their power to get a win, bottom line. How much more of a
5: concern is the center position, knowing that the fight of is waiting
2: Yeah, I mean... He's a great player Tony. I mean he's so so physically just big. I mean from a measurement standpoint then just the way he moves his feet it's very very rare to have a guy that size that moves laterally and then is so powerful. Um but in terms of the center position he he's, he's a tough player. I mean it's uh, for any center in the league. So we understand that understand the challenges that come with that. Robert, do you it at, all? Not at all just how do you approach going going up against one of the all time greats to ever do it? Well, I don't think you think about it that way. I think you have to worry about doing our job. Uh, he's a great player. He doesn't take sacks. He doesn't throw interceptions. Um, throws it at a at a high level. He's on time, accurate. So we really have to defend this offense and defend that pass attack and again the pass attack that comes off of their play action which is really good so uh those are the challenges not so much the the big picture if you will
5: you talked about him not taking sacks what is it about him that he's able because that's been something throughout his
2: career it seems like he's been able to yeah there's there's some guys that that play that just don't allow you to sack them they just they'd rather not rather they will take in in completion uh they know how to they know where to go with the ball they process really quickly uh and when you cover the first second third in the progression the, the ball's out somewhere safe uh you know no knowing where to get a good incompletion and i think that's what he's done over his career excellent at checking the ball down uh fournette's their third most targeted player and it just tells you he gets through his progressions he, he knows what he's seeing um and I think just comes from obviously the amount of football that he's played. He, he's, a, a very, he's an, he's an elite processor, uh, just watching him make decisions with the ball, uh, as the down goes on. Will, uh, Sione stay at middle linebacker? Yes. What do you like? Well, he's in the middle of it. You know, he's, uh, around the football. He did a nice job in his drops, which that's a difficult test. It's not easy to do when you haven't been trained there for a long time. So. Just the way he uh, was assignment sound in the middle of the action, being physical, he did a nice job.
4: Just he's the biggest guy you got at that position.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, Tony. Just uh, I think he's a physical tackler, uh, but he did a nice job. That's a fine. He uh, he was assignment sound, which is half the battle.
1: Do some, uh, making good progress. Uh, do you have any idea his prospects? I don't have
2: an update on, on Greg. We're just going to continue to work through it. Okay, same thing with, with with all the guys. Yes. I was with today about <clears throat> Joe Woods. Obviously, there's been a lot of you know, heat on him, and he said he still believes in them as a coach, but he's still learning about his players and learning the best position. Is that something that should be done in year three already, or is that something that is always happening with coaches and players? I think it's always happening, uh, truly. I I think even today, offensively, there's certain things that you're watching a player run and you're thinking, okay, we haven't done that with him. Can he do that? The answer is probably yes. We just got to evolve those type of things. So I think you're constantly trying to know yourself. It's really important to know your opponent, but there's a – Constant need to know your players, know your scheme, know what the next uh, evolution of your scheme is. All those things are important throughout the season. During El from Sioni from you know JOK, they all have support for Joe. What, what does that mean to have the players still on his side? Yeah, I think we've we've talked about it here. We've, I've talked about it with the team. We all share in it, you know, all of us. We all own what it is, uh, and that's why together we we got to make sure that moving forward we focus on one and zero this week.
5: Not that you want
1: to share your conversations with Grant and Miles, but you did say that you were going to talk to them about some of the stuff that they said after the game. Did you come away from those conversations with a comfort level that they weren't, you know, calling out coaching or, or how did that go? Yeah,
2: I, I, again, as you know, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but with anything, Mary Kay, after losses, there's frustration, um, and you just have to make sure what, what you say and, and what you share is, is stuff that you know that you feel good about, and I think it's it's always important that if there is something on your mind, to have a conversation. You know, with each other about it. Now, in some cases, words can get twisted, and and those type of things. So, I, both of those guys, in particular, are very, very committed to this team. Very committed to finding a way to win this week. The game has improved as the season's gone on. What 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 is kind of the secret to their? The way they're, they're running the ball better. Yeah, they had, they had a ton of success the last time out. Um, obviously, you've got the rookie runner going a little bit. I, I think both all, all their backs are good. Fournette presents his own challenges with his size and ability to catch the football. Uh, the, the young kid was added a little bit of a spark. So it remains to be seen. Again, they're coming off their bye. What what they want to adjust uh, going into the final stretch? I'm not sure, but we got to be ready uh, Sunday to see how that unfolds. Kevin, when you give up 150 on the ground in five of the last games, games, seems like the the issue started with the injuries to A. and then of course Jacob. How much of a role do you feel like those injuries have hurt your run defense? It's hard for me to pin injuries on on anything. Uh, every team, go go look at every roster. Everybody's dealing with injuries, so I don't think it's fair to to say that. Both those players, and obviously I've spoken about both those players. You want to have all your guys, you miss those guys, but I don't think it's fair to to say that. What
5: would you say is going on with Winfrey right now? I mean, we seem to have a a need to somebody make plays with defensive tackle and he's not been active.
2: Yeah, he's going through concussion protocol. Yeah. And to clarify that Mm -hmm. um, about Winfrey, in the new concussion protocol, Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I believe that now. you can have a head injury that's not necessarily a concussion and still be in the protocol and still have to go through. Or, or are you saying that he does actually have a concussion?
2: He's work. He's working through the protocol. He's going to practice today. So he's uh, not everybody's in the same step, if you will, of, of the said protocol. But uh, he's coming along. He was in the concussion protocol. Good. Okay. Thanks, guys.
1: That's Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski at the podium. We'll come back, give some thoughts on what we heard there, update you on the injuries as well. Hey, Browns fans, enter for your chance to win Browns season tickets, free Milk Bone dog treats for a year and more. It's all courtesy of Milkbone, the official dog treat of the Cleveland Browns. Visit browns.com slash milkbone to enter. Then visit your local Meijer to check out all the varieties of Milk Bone dog treats. Breaking down what we just heard from the head coach setting the scene here in Berea on the ultimate first Friday, it's Cleveland Browns Daily.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850
1: ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official printer partner of the Cleveland Browns. While you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM because we can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com today. Nathan Zagura with you on this special first Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet coming soon to Ohio. We just heard from the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, and he's made note now. I talked to him yesterday. I talked to him today. And you heard in this press conference, he made note of the fact that the Buccaneers had a season-high 44 rushing attempts in their last game. was also a season-high 161 yards rushing and also a season-high two rushing touchdowns in that win over the Seattle Seahawks. And why is that important? Because it signals a major shift from the Buccaneers and what they were doing. Even with that game, the Buccaneers last in the NFL, averaging 71 yards rushing per game. Uh, They are tied for last in the NFL with only four rushing touchdowns. And as I said, they had two of them last week. So this is a team that has not run the football much. They have not run the football effectively, but they clearly made a decision to go ahead and do that in this game against the Seattle Seahawks. So that's something certainly to keep an eye on there. And, of course, with our run defense and the state that it's been in, it's important. Some notes from the Bucs about their running, and I think why Kevin Stefanski is highlighting it. The Buccaneers 19-2 and with Tom Brady as their starting quarterback when rushing for 100 or more yards in a game, including the playoffs. They are 2-0 and this year. They are 15-13 and with fewer than 100 yards rushing since 2020. Uh, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, 3-0 this season when he throws it fewer than 40 times in a game. Uh, he had been throwing it more than 40 times seven straight games last game against Seattle, fewer than 30 attempts. So they got the rookie Rashad White in, 105 yards, career high right there. He played the majority of the snaps. You got to expect to see more of them running the football, and they've got a nice one-two punch. White, 214 pounds, some real speed. Fournette, 230. The big are also good out of the backfield. So that's something... I think really to keep an eye on, and clearly it's something that's been a point of emphasis for our head coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski. Now, Gibbet, you've got an update for us on some injuries for the Browns. Who's in, who's out today?
4: Yeah, well, and that would make me a little nervous uh, that, this, that, that this front defensive line for Tampa is playing as well as they are. Uh, our, our center, who's really our fourth string center now, <laughs> yeah. yelled a throw hole out with an illness today. He will not practice. Now, the bug's been going through. Uh, it wasn't it MJ Emerson last week that had yeah, it. Yeah, we've and, had people be yeah. sick
1: and did not miss games or anything like that. Correct.
4: So. Uh, Greg Newsom's still in protocol. A little bit concerning, especially you talk about their running game. Tom Brady can still sling it. Mike Evans, Godwin's coming back and looking more like the Chris Godwin prior to that ACL injury. Yep. Uh, I, I believe it's Julio Jones with a knee. Uh, he's getting ready and, and – trending towards being able to go. Uh, It's a full day for those three guys. They will need uh, Greg Newsome, still out in concussion protocol. We'll see how that transpires as the week goes on. David Njoku out today not practicing with that ankle and a knee. I would would expect that to be the case probably going forward here to get him ready. The goal is to play Sunday, so it's okay. And then DeAnthony Bell remains in concussion protocol as well.
1: Yeah, and obviously I think with David Njoku, the fact that he was able to come back and play last week, a good sign there. At least to our knowledge, there were no setbacks suffered in that game. He was on a pitch count, but I think the hope is that he will be able to be unlimited this game against a very good Tampa Bay team and a very good Tampa Bay defense, especially uh, at the second level where they've got two pro bowlers in Devin White and Levante David. Um, So they're a very good football team in the middle, and you need to have your good tight ends there ready to go and you need David Njoku because he is obviously your best tight end there so that's kind of where we are at right now getting ready for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team as we said coming up on the show today Bernie Kosar joins us at the bottom of this hour uh and then we'll get we'll have some good time with Bernie we'll also get a little fantasy football and then we got as we said you got to get meet the Bucks fully and we'll go ahead and guess the lines and Go ahead and give you three scores—a little Thanksgiving it's, treat. It's
4: kind of a jam-packed. We, we had to take some things out. I, uh, you know, yeah, gonna, you took out one thing. Well, I'd love
1: to be doing one thing.
4: Well, we, we, we could do it. Move some things around.
1: All right. Well, we could do it. Why don't we do? Why don't we do a few quick thoughts then from last week in the NFL right now because we've got some time before Bernie. We do. We
4: got five minutes. Let's, yeah. Let's let's knock a few of these out. Sunday night football. Chiefs thirty. Chargers, 27. One I'm, thought.
1: Go. My one thought, I'm so glad the Miz traded me Travis Kelsey in our league, and he's <laughs> so unhappy about it, and oh, that game is a reason why. Three touchdowns. Look, the Chargers are formidable. They're a real team. They're getting healthier. They are going to be just fine. What I think on the other side of it is you've got now a a Chiefs team, though, with Patrick Mahomes playing at an MVP level and getting it done week in and week out. It didn't matter. They were without Juju Smith-Schuster. They were without McCole Hardeman. He goes 20-34, of 34, 329, three touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco giving them some juice on the ground as well. He had 107 yards rushing.
4: Yeah, I, again, I, I don't know. I know the Chargers have been dinged up. I just continue to think that the Chargers are winning in spite of what's going on on their sidelines and who's leading them. Yes, well, did you see
1: the report from Sean Payton about Sean Payton today? No. But the two jobs he is eyeing are the L.A. Chargers, should there be an opening there, and the Arizona Cardinals, should there be an opening there.
4: It's a lot of money tied up in some guys right now.
1: There are, much more so in Arizona than than the Chargers. But, I mean, Sean Payton drops onto that Chargers team. Oh, my.
4: Yep. Uh, Late games on Sunday, Cowboys
1: 40, Vikings 3. Oof. Just an absolute beating and a shocker. Probably the first, the big shocker of the week. Was uh, looking
4: forward to watching that on the bus ride home from
1: Detroit. Same. No, no need. Tony Pollard, 189 total yards, two touchdowns. He's just so much more explosive than Ezekiel Elliott. I don't understand why they keep forcing Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Dak Prescott's playing excellent football, and I think it was maybe just an emotional letdown for the Vikings after the big win against Buffalo, and, and it was just a complete dud. Dud. Also, their kicker, I don't know if you saw this, he made – Brett Maher made it from 60 in this game. Had to kick it twice, and he made right, it both it, times. Right at the
4: end of the – I was yeah. watching with Donovan on the phone. And then there was – like, they ran like – they had already kicked, and then they went back and reviewed it again. I'm like, you can't do that. The play's already No, happened. right,
1: right. Once you snap it and kick it, you – It's thought, on
4: to the next play. You already gave permission because you already looked at it once.
1: I thought that was really weird. Yes, agreed. Crushed it. Cowboys,
4: when they have their you-know-what together. They're they're formidable
1: because they can get after the quarterback Lawrence and Micah Parsons both can absolutely get after the quarterback.
4: Uh, this one just ugly Raiders twenty two Broncos sixteen in overtime Raiders the walk off Devontae Adams wide open down the down the middle. Uh, of the field, he put a, he put a
1: move on Patrick Sertain the second there they thought he was selling the over and instead he broke it back to the corner. Devontae Adams is. By far the most dominant player on their team. Josh Jacobs ran it well, but Adams, seven catches, 141 and two. It just feels like he doesn't really have chemistry throwing the ball to anybody else, Derek Carr. Uh, Russell Wilson started off hot in this game and then cooled off considerably as it went on. And Melvin Gordon put the ball on the ground again. Melvin Gordon, cut. It's the Latavius Murray show now. Chase Edmonds also got hurt, so it's going to be all Latavius Murray there in Denver. Uh,
4: Bengals, 37. Squealers, 30. Bengals improved to six and four squealers
1: three and seven couple of second round wide receivers looked really good in this one T Higgins and George Pickens uh, for the Steelers I thought Kenny Pickett had a nice accounting of himself in this game Uh, they got the running game going again with Najee Harris 20 for 90 and two touchdowns TJ Watt adds a lot of juice to that team when he's on the field it's just they're like a completely different defense um and he made one of the most incredible interceptions you'll ever see uh I thought that Good win for the Bengals. So probably surprised it was so tough. Um, but Burrow three fifty-five and four. They're getting hot at the right time. We'll have to see what the the status is with yes. Joe Mixon.
4: And I think the other thing. I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Mike Tomlin does his pressers on Tuesday. I, I, I've never heard this before in Mike Tomlin's career. He's never had a losing season in Pittsburgh. I felt like he threw up the white flag on the season yesterday. And I'm not the only one that thought that because Pittsburgh radio this morning was aghast. At him basically just like, yeah, uh, we got to play better. Like, Tomlin's not one for cliches. We suck. We got to be better. Like, we got to do this. We're going to be fine. We're going to – like, it was basically a – we have seven games left. We're playing it out. Yep. It was pretty shocking. Uh, One final one here, uh, and I do this one because there's also news associated with it. The Patriots beat the Jets – 10-3. 10 to 3 New England's now 6 and 4. The Jets are 6 and 4, but the Jets really not playing good football and the big news today Zach Wilson Benched in New York,
1: yeah, didn't have a good performance. His five and two as a starter this year, both losses coming to New England. Uh, he didn't play well. Nine and twenty-two, seventy-seven yards in that one, and then afterwards was asked, you know, if it was his fault, basically, and he was like, no. And I don't think that sat well in that locker room. Uh, and Robert Sala, a man of action, said, nope, we're not doing it anymore. We may be five and two, but yeah, part of it is you know five and two in spite of you. So I think that that's the way that they uh, decided to go there and make it a, a change.
4: Interesting news: Mike White will start there uh, against yep. Chicago on Sunday. It will not be Joe Flacco.
1: No, White's been the backup recently, so that's obviously the direction they want to go. Um, and we'll see, can he get Garrett Wilson involved, to get that passing game going, because there's a lot of talent on that Jets offense. Uh,
4: a couple other news and notes from around the league here before we go to break. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus says he expects Justin Fields to practice today. That's good news. Oh. And the Chiefs have placed Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on injured reserve due to a high ankle sprain. He's out a minimum of four weeks. I
1: mean, he was out anyway. He wasn't even playing. It's been the Isaiah Pacheco show, so no surprise there.
4: Yeah. Um uh, it, it it's very interesting uh the, the zach wilson thing uh and i can tell you this is
1: how many teams that niners and jets both wished instead that they just drafted justin fields yeah
4: robert salon qb zach wilson has been benched zach's career here is not over well sure kind of feels like it today
1: uh, i don't know that it feels like it's over but let's like, let's or let me just point counterpoint right so obviously it, it doesn't feel like it's a great thing for him You know, sure, that's obvious. But let me just throw this out there to you. On the other hand, you've got Tua Tungavailoa, who was benched benched mid game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. At the
4: beginning of the year thought he was gonna gonna hold them back.
1: And look at him now. So don't write off Zach Wilson just yet. Doesn't look great. We can say that. I mean
4: it could just be a punishment for what he did and what he said.
1: Well, you got it right. You got to understand you're the quarterback. Your job is winning, and if they don't win, you're the one who has to take responsibility Correct. for it. That's just the nature of the league, even if it's not your fault. And then in our case, for example, we're 3-7. and seven. It's not Jacoby Brissett's fault at all. He is playing... Like a winning quarterback, we are not playing winning football, and we better change that in a hurry. When we come back, Bernie Kosar joining us here on Cleveland Browns Daily. Before we get to Bernie, though, I want to remind you that there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, the Barking Backers, presented by Milk Bone as the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Up next, Bernie Kosar, it's Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballyback, coming soon to Ohio.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming
1: soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. Nathan girl with you, Welcome you back to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio. And now we go to the Twisted Tea hotline, and we welcome in the great Bernie Kozar, brought to you by Twisted Tea, Hard Ice Tea, an official sponsor of the Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. Bernie, how are you? Hello. Hey, Bernie, what's going on? How are you doing today, brother?
5: Hey, I uh, I was on there but I got dropped. Huh? Well, you're back now though. We got you. We got you. How you doing oh, today? Okay. I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
1: Good. First Friday, obviously the biggest Wednesday of the year before Thanksgiving, and I wanted to ask you, and I know that you didn't necessarily participate in the game, but the year that you went to Dallas, you were there for a Thanksgiving game. The Cowboys and the Dolphins ended up losing on a Pete Stoyanovich field goal, Steve DeBerg against Troy Aikman. You liked what you saw so much, you said, I'm going to go to the Dolphins next year, but what was it like being a part of a Thanksgiving game?
5: Wow, Nathan, and that's a beautiful story to do this segment on today because it encapsulates so many cool things about this awesome Thanksgiving, the awesome football, the history and tradition of the NFL and our country and celebrating it with a Thanksgiving Day feast and watching football and stuff. Yes. And then to be such an honor to be part of a game and be with the Dallas Cowboys and play in that game, the Leon let it be game where um, I I would have liked for the outcome to have ended up another way. But to have had that, to play play on Thanksgiving and to still be like that little boy, you're honored and humbled to do that. Uh, But to play in a game like that here in Ohio, we're used to snow. And things like that, but to get a snow game in Texas in at any Dallas, day was yeah. <laughs> is one thing. To get it on Thanksgiving was another. So to have that ice bowl and to have that game transpire like it did, and for the Dallas Cowboys to lose and how I when I assimilate that to is, I remember that day um, the Cowboys lose. I'm on the team. I'm in pursuit of trying to get my first get a Super Bowl ring. Wanting to be into the playoffs at, at least to give yourself a chance to get a Super Bowl ring. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I was at the beginning of the year. You get released. Right. Here you are down in Dallas. I had the opportunity to also go because Dan Marino was hurt, had the opportunity to maybe go for the Dolphins. And here I am we're going to the Cowboys. We lose the game. Doesn't look like we're going to go to the playoffs. And I remember Jimmy Johnson after that game saying that if we, we're we going to win out to the season, win our last five games, go to the playoffs, and go to the Super Bowl, and that was the last game we're going to lose. And it seemed like when we said that to the fans and to the press afterwards, it was kind of like a pipe dream. Some people, uh, the diehard fans believed us, but there was quite a few fans and people, um, media people, that kind of snickered and laughed and said, hey, you couldn't beat the Dolphins at home on Thanksgiving without Dan Marino. How are you going to go undefeated the rest of the year? Well, us Browns at 3-7, and seven, we're not at all happy with where we are Thanksgiving week in terms of our record and in yep. terms of the possibility of what our postseason is going to be, or statistically what it looks like it's not going to be. But the great Marty Schottenheimer always had this line when he said, is this a must win? And he goes, it's only a must win when you lose and your season's over and you're or you're officially eliminated from the playoffs. And right now the Cleveland Browns, it does look bleak. It's only a single-digit chance of the playoffs, but – we do need to win out. And I reflect back on this Thanksgiving as the eternal optimist that I am of how that team won out and won all the way to the Super Bowl. And this week, the Kevin Stefanski mantra of win it a game at a time, a week at a time, a day at a time, and let's win the week and go 1-0. and um, We started that premise with Jimmy Johnson after that Thanksgiving Day game. Wanted to just go one and zero the rest of the year. Our Cleveland Browns were kind of backed into the corner. We need to go one and zero this Thanksgiving weekend, and then get ready for Deshaun Watson the following week, and then just keep going one and zero and having that mindset. And this Thanksgiving has kind of resurrected some of those old school memories of somewhat of my career, and love to see a second reincarnation of that again in 2022.
1: You and me both, Bernie. You guys went after that Miami game, the Dallas Cowboys- Beat the Eagles at home, twenty-three seventeen. On to Minnesota, thirty-seven to twenty. On to the Jets, twenty-eight to seven. Smoked the Redskins, thirty-eight to three at the time, and beat the Giants on the road in the fi- the season finale, sixteen to thirteen. You would not lose another game. You would be Super Bowl champions. And yeah, that's what the Browns need to do. They need to win the next seven games. It starts by winning one against Tom Brady. And Bernie is a guy who played, you know, into his thirty-third year on this planet. Are you just? stupefied by what Tom Brady is still doing today at his age?
5: Stupefied is a beautiful word to inject into my new vocabulary. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, his, his his ability to play at any lead level at 45 years of age is absolutely spectacular. Um, I think all of us quarterbacks uh, pay homage to Tom Brady and the awesomeness of of him and what he's accomplished and stuff. I, uh, as an old school guy, I love how he plays the game, um, and then he's still playing in the elite level. His sense of timing is impeccable, and from from my just Cleveland Brown standpoint, and from my Homer standpoint, and for me wanting to see us on Monday morning with a victory. Monday being four and seven, though, I actually think this game really matches up perfectly. For us, um, at this point in the season, I know we're coming off this four-game losing streak. We're playing debatably the greatest quarterback of all time, but boy, they really struggle in their running game. I know that's been a common theme that we've talked about, and yeah. unfortunately, some other teams have got healthy in the running game against us. But um, I believe that uh, we we're going to—they—they—they're struggling in the running game so much. That, uh, his, when you do get pressure on him in the middle, us drop back quarterbacks really don't want pressure in our face. So that this week, even more in particular, we know he's not going to run outside the pocket. We don't have to worry about him breaking contain the ability to collapse the pocket with their receivers really struggling to create any sense of separation. I think really bodes well into something that could Actually, I want to check myself to say that you could actually defensively, I think, us feel good about going into a game against the great Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, and these guys, you mentioned, he's going to get it out quick. When you have a quarterback that would at times rather just, and wisely, right, take an incompletion rather than take a sack, as a defense, how does that change what you want to do to attack a quarterback like Tom Brady who's going to get it out so quickly and not allow you to get to him?
5: Yeah, Nathan, so this point I'm really fixated on, and I I was – awesomely talking about this yesterday with uh miles garrett and the cleveland current cleveland browns players hats off to them with everything going on an amazing job that those young men did yesterday with feed the need with some of the underprivileged youth in our our cleveland area and and the uh uh, the homeless shelters and people that came out and see miles and nick chubb and uh the cream uh, Hunt and the guys out there helping it was was spectacular. But one of the things that was clear in, in the game this past Sunday with Josh Allen was everybody knows now that Miles is getting really a really good job of quick get-offs. And those three-step jobs that Josh Allen did in the game um, to throw the quick outs, the quick slants, um, Josh Allen, we were concerned with him running the ball We did a really good job of him only throwing for 197 yards and four carries for seven yards. So to keep him in check, we don't have to worry at all about Tom Brady running the ball, and we know he's going to take advantage of the coverages and the three-step drops. So we're outside. I absolutely would be squatting on his throws, on his three-step drops. So when you see them three-step drops, the defensive backs – We've talked at at times through the course of the last couple years about when it's windy and conditions are bad outside, it's exponentially harder to throw the ball outside the numbers. So that's one thing. So um, that, coupled with Tom, wants to take advantage with his intelligence of the coverages behind those quick, three-step drops, getting the ball out of his hands because his offensive line has been tragically poor this year. So I really think that Clowney and Miles Garrett, he's going to be massively cognizant of that and try to get that quick three-step drop. So, man, he almost never throws the ball deep off of those three-step drops when there's not press coverage. So some off-squatting is something that I'd like to almost – try to play that chess game with with Tom Brady and again almost dare him versus off coverage to throw the ball deep and outside to yeah, and they, some of his receivers who I like but his receivers have also slowed down themselves not they burners, don't have the separation exactly. they're not burners like like some of the like we were worried about with the dolphins
1: not at all. They're big, physical. Mike Evans, a tremendously efficient, contested catch guy, 6'5, 231, a perennial Pro Bowler. Julio Jones, you know, he's in his 12th season. He's not a burner. And Godwin is an intermediate, run after the catch guy who works the middle of the field. So they don't have that throw it over your head guy. So I like that idea of squatting and then coming after them. From the other side, Jacoby Brissett's playing so well, Bernie, and it's so frustrating, I think, for everybody, but especially it has to be for him because, you know, wins and losses are often assigned to a quarterback. And He's playing better than a three and seven quarterback. What have you liked about his game, and what will be likely his final start this year for the Cleveland Browns?
5: Yeah, Nathan. Let me just keep a continuation of the compliments. I'm not saying this to be a homer. Not saying this to be a quarterback uh, marketing representative, nor to be Jacoby's best friend, nor his, his upcoming agent for the awesome contract that he so deserves. He's he has more than outplayed um, um, the expectation level for it to the point where oh, people yeah. are saying, "Hey, is he the perfect? Is he the the perfect uh, NFL backup?" And from the Cleveland Browns' perspective, we should say, "Absolutely yes." We would be honored and be awesome to have Jacoby Brissett here long term. He absolutely has been better than amazing for us. I think he's been so good that if I was Jacoby Brissett, I would be a little bit insulted to be calling him a backup. He's played so good that God, I could I I I could put him in not it's not crazy to say there's not twenty other NFL quarterbacks that have played better than Jacoby Brissett this year. So no. to me he's almost played like a starting quarterback and I'd love that from him for his career. He's on and off the field stuff the quiet things he does in the community, the quiet yes. things he does in the locker room. Um, you Nathan, oh you guys see it too. You know what a great young man he is, a leader he is. No doubt. To see that come from off the field and then see that phenomenal performance that he's doing on the field, I absolutely think he deserves a little more credit and would love to just see him pull out a win for himself just because how awesome he is as a person and how great he's played so far.
1: I couldn't agree anymore with that. Last four games, Jacoby Brissett, 268 yards passing a game. That's the highest of any four-game stretch in his career. Five touchdowns, no interceptions, a quarterback rating of 110.5. He certainly has played well enough to be a winning quarterback this year, and unfortunately the Browns as a team have not gotten there. Bernie, we'll get you out of here on this. Talking a little Thanksgiving, what's your most overrated part of the Thanksgiving meal or experience and what's the most underrated part of it as well what do you like to what do you what do you think is overrated I'll tell you for me it's turkey and stuffing overrated underrated canned cranberry sauce I love that stuff
5: well I gotta say that as a as a new holistic juicer over the last couple years I'm still trying to evolve my sense of purpose and sense a tradition of um, what's perfect on, on uh, Thanksgiving and stuff. My old school uh, mentality and Eastern European roots of kibasi and pierogi, though, um, has has me has me liking the liking the old traditional stuff that goes goes with with our Thanksgiving. But the thing that I is underrated as I get older. And as I give a shout out to my awesome family and stuff, it's underrated spending where everybody out there spend as much time with your loved ones and family. And I know I, I, I am as guilty as anybody. My Monday mornings are directly correlated how I feel to what happens on Sunday with our Cleveland Browns between one and four in the last four weeks. I've been a little bummed out at stuff, but man, we have so many great things going in our country and in our lives. And I try to strive towards thinking about some of the great positive things that are going and they're going on out, out there. So God bless you guys. You, yes, you matter. Happy Thanksgiving. And we're going to be, we're getting our fourth win on Sunday.
1: Let's go, Bernie. We are thankful for you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And let's go. You're right. Let's go get that win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The great Bernie Kozar. Happy Thanksgiving, man.
0: And happy nothing...
1: Thanksgiving to you, Nathan. Love you, bro. All right. Love you too, Bernie. Be well. There's nothing quite like tailgating, touchdowns, and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing, and with a 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down and goal. I see what they did there. Twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it. Twisted. All right, when we come back, a little quick segment wrapping up the first hour here. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet coming soon to Ohio. Some fantasy advice.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Thank you. All right, welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon. To Ohio, Browns fans can win big with the digital scratch-off game brought to you by the Ohio Lottery on ClevelandBrowns.com and Browns social channels. Fans can play once per day throughout the regular season by digitally scratching off a virtual card for chances to win great prizes like team shop gift cards and tickets to future games. For more information, log on to ClevelandBrowns.com. Nathan's girl alongside Jason Gibbs. All right, Gibby, what do you want to get into here?
4: Well, you got a little stardom em, sit him
1: em? I, don't, I don't like to do stardom em, sit em, but I'll give you some people that I like this week. All right. We'll give you some people we like this week. We're going to start at the quarterback position for you. Uh, good news, Justin Fields did practice today or is going to practice today, so I think he is safe to start. Love Geno Smith against the Raiders. I love what Dak Prescott has been doing of late, and if you need a little bit of a sneaky starter here, uh, I would go with Jimmy Garoppolo against the Saints he's been very good all right running backs you know the big names who are guys that are elevating their game Uh, I like Ramondre Stevenson against the Vikings he runs it he catches it Jeff Wilson of the Dolphins against the Houston Texans also get that Dolphins defense this week I think they are excellent plays for you Uh, and then you can't sit Tony Pollard can you the guy's absolutely on fire keep him in your lineups roll with him And I think that it's time. Najee Harris, tough Colts defense, but they're starting to feed him the ball. And Jalen Warren got hurt last week, so I do believe that you can roll with him in a major way. Get Keenan Allen back in your lineups against the Cardinals, the Chargers receiver. He is back, especially in PPR leagues. I think he will have a very nice game for you. Christian Kirk against the Ravens, good matchup for him. Obviously, you can roll with our guys, Amari Cooper and DPJ, especially in a PPR league for Donovan Peoples-Jones. Gabe Davis, I like the matchup for the Bills against the Lions. I think he could have a big game in the dome this week so those are some receivers for you and then at the tight end position uh, pat fryermuth dalton schultz those guys great values right now dawson knox has had back-to-back games with his highest receiving totals this year i would get him in your lineups and then i mentioned already on defense go get the dolphins chiefs defense a good play as well
4: and just a reminder get the fantasy lineups in today six yep. games tomorrow or six three games yep. tomorrow you're so exactly right you don't want
1: to you don't want to be the guy left out in the cold No, you do not. A little bit of news out of Tampa. Todd Bowles saying that they will go with the hot hand at running back week 12. Leonard Fournette still sore sore from the hip hip pointer. He suffered in week 10. Didn't commit to Fournette playing this week. Rina Teele sounds like it could be another big workload for Rashad White, who got the start in Week 10 and ran 22 times for 105 yards. Also, Vitavea did not practice today for the Buccaneers as well, nor did wide receiver Russell Gage. We'll have updates for you on those guys as the week goes on. No no reason to get excited and think uh, Vitavea won't play in this game. I expect that he will for the Buccaneers. All right, when we come back, our number two here. We will meet the Buccaneers, give you a little bit of a look at that football team. We can talk about some more of the games from last week. Plus, coming up soon, we have got the great Bo Bishop joining us. we're done at 2.30, Guess the spreads. Thanksgiving Thursday scores. We'll update you on where we are for the season on the scores. Oh, put gloves on because if you touch us, you might burn your finger. Nathan Segura, Jason Gibbs, Clint Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to
1: Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio. Rumkey Waste and Recycling is family-owned and operated. Whether you join us as a customer or as an employee, you'll become a part of that family. Visit www.rumkey.com to learn more. See, Gibbe, here's the thing. Here's the thing that people don't understand. Is that not only is there no light... You also have the ability for me to have it clicked on the right spot, but you haven't put me back up there. So I could be in the right spot, and I tap it, and nothing happens. So well, then I click it off, and well, now I'm in the wrong spot. And then you put it like It's a tough system. It's a tough system.
4: It's not ideal. However, like last segment, you were like, yeah, I'm ready. And then she said, you're up, and you're like, hey, thanks. Yeah. But you're on the air. I know. I was hey, thinking thanks. anyway, thanks. What? thanks people didn't know what it
1: was they were just saying oh god he's spreading cheer what a nice guy people don't say thank you enough in our society thanks you're welcome you're driving someone's driving in their car going thank you for what exactly you're welcome that's just saying thank you to all of you for listening we love you Uh uh-huh all
4: right yeah sure Uh uh-huh
1: i knew you were gonna say i was shocked you waited this long to say something i was dying laughing as soon as i said that kept it in the back pocket And,
4: and i'm trying to make sure that that we're good and you're up and managing seven breaks in 90 minutes.
1: Yeah, no, so. we're good. We're good. All right, Browns taking on the Bucks. The 2022 Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to this one at 5-5. Five and five. They have won back-to-back games, beating the Rams 16-13 in Week 9, and then Seattle 21-16 over in Munich. They have lost, however, two straight road games at Pittsburgh – at Carolina. They're 0-2 against the AFC North, losing to Baltimore at home as well as to Pittsburgh uh, back in week 6 in a 20-16 game. Uh, the Bucks are led obviously on offense by Tom Brady. 12 touchdowns, only 2 interceptions, averaging 280 yards a game. Uh, but he's below 10 yards of completion for the first time in his career. Just 9 yards of completion. Both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have career lows in yards per catch. 13.7 for Evans, 9.9 for Godwin. Uh, and so it's a short Passing game. They get the ball out quickly. That's why they do not give up sacks. They are the last team in the league in rushing, although they are coming off of a season high over 160 yards in the win against Seattle. And you better believe they're going to run the ball against us on the Cleveland Browns. Rankings that stand out to me as an offense. 17th total, 27th in scoring, last in rushing, but they are 5th in passing, Uh, 20th on third downs, 1st in sacks, 2nd in turnovers, they don't turn it over, bad in the red zone, bad on big plays, 28th in the red zone, they don't throw it down the field, 31st in big plays, they are 24th in yards per play. Uh, Defensively, though, they're very good, 7th in total, 6th in scoring, 15th against the rush, 6th against the pass, 10th on third downs, 4th in terms of sacks, 22nd in terms of turnovers, uh, 6th in limiting big plays, 8th in yards per play so they've been very good there and tied for eighth overall in turnover differential that's how they've been able to win as we said they have won back-to-back games here Uh, have the buccaneers a lot of pro bowls they sent nine to the pro bowl last year nine guys to the pro bowl a year ago that's incredible tom brady by the way in case you're wondering seven and one all-time against the Cleveland Browns. That one loss came back in 2010. Eric Mangini's signature win as the Cleveland head coach. Peyton Hillis, I believe, rushed for a ton of yards. The Browns ran for 240 yards in that game for the big win. All right, when we come back, Bo Bishop joins the show. We're going to guess the lines. We're going to make some scores. And Browns fans, you can skip the chore of laundry and enjoy life. Not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of November. Just mention the promo code BROWNS. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you some exclusions may apply Bo Bishop joins us it's time to guess the lines I was on a heater last week Gibbe. 10 and 4 baby can I do it again probably not but we'll have fun trying Clinton Browns daily brought to you by BallyBet coming soon to Ohio
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet, coming
1: soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio. So happy to be with you on the ultimate first Friday. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the Browns season ticket member waitlist today for the best chance at securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to slash tickets or call 440 891 5050 to reserve your spot today. Oh, what a treat. We welcome in the biggest of bees, Bo Bishop, with us oh, live boy. from the abode, ready to do a little bit of guest the spread, some Thanksgiving scores, and just oh, pure boy. merriment, really.
3: It's pure joy, and it's,
1: you know, it is. this
3: is the first Friday, right? I mean, this is the one. There's none better than this one. Um, The ultimate. It is. It's your officially endorsed today is the apple pie bourbon. Um, So we'll go over that real quickly for the kids. Get your bot. I like Woodford for this because of the clear bottle, and it almost makes like it's a decoration that's aging over the course of the next month. So go with that. I would pour out right now in the market. I picked up three today. They have a lot of one-liter Woodfords out there because what you will find is that People will want more of this over the holidays. So if you can get a one liter Woodford, that's a home run. I would pour out about four fingers and enjoy that. That'll work like a depth charge for the rest of your night. And then you're going to want those apples, those those Granny Smith apples, sliced, peeled, cored, about half of that in there. You want to get that in there to get that in in there first. You want a, a cinnamon stick, throw that guy in there. And then a Madagascar vanilla bean, throw that guy in there. If you can't get one of those, you could substitute with, like, vanilla extract. That would probably work too. Uh, But if you can find the Madagascars, I found some last week, always getting prepared, um, that would do it. So then you put it in there, you let it sit, week of Christmas – enjoy my gift to you. Enjoy it.
1: I like to just as my side thing, I like to go by once a week or I do it more often than that. Probably actually do it probably once a day or every other day you go and I I flip the bottle, let everything float up. And then I flip the bottle back and let it all float back down. I feel like that's helping the, the mix process.
3: I I think that's a smart move out of you. Not surprised private school education.
1: Never stop thinking. That's right. That's right. You ready? Always ready for Guess the Lines? I mean, coming off a of 10-4, and four, 10 and now, four heater. In full disclosure, we can't do the Thanksgiving games because I've seen the line, so that would be cheating, and I would do this as, as fairly and honestly as humanly possible because it is kind of fun, and I'm sure I'll have some wackadoodle ones, but we still have plenty of games. But yeah. last week, you know, that was, that was a heater. The quest, though, is still a perfect week. It's to be Vegas. That is the, that's the quest. I'm
4: going yeah, to give you one little hint. you try trying next week because I have no faith <laughs> that it'll get done today. Just always coming Jeez. at you, even so on Thanksgiving. Negative. Even I know Thanksgiving. It's I know. not Thanksgiving till tomorrow, Bo. Valid. I'll that's wish true. him happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. The, Wonderful. I will
3: Today, give you one hint. No. Kay. The line, there's a lot of large, large
1: okay. lines. I don't think like I this, reminds like this like leading week four. witness thing. I don't need any hints. I, I no, forget. that's not a hint. I'm
3: just saying in general, well, two of them were, to, were tomorrow. Buffalo yeah. at Detroit is plus nine and a half. Detroit. I would
1: have, I would have gotten huge. being totally fair on these. I was going to go Buffalo -10. I would have got that and I had Minnesota -3. I would have got that. I would not have gotten Dallas and the Giants. I would have okay, had so that at about a touchdown.
3: They always they always undervalue the G- the G men. They do. Well, we overvalue them. Like. And last yeah. week we overvalued them. All right, here we go. Let's start yep. uh, as we guess the lines. Let's start with our game, Bucks at Browns, Buccaneers at
0: Browns.
1: Uh I'm guessing We are the underdogs, sadly. Uh, Bucks minus three. Nailed it. Minus three and a half.
3: Good job of you. Cincinnati at Tennessee. Joe Burrow saying just in the last hour, Jamar Chase is playing. Tennessee minus one. Oh, Cincinnati minus two.
1: What? Cincinnati
3: minus two. Huh? Houston at Miami.
1: We Welcome Houston back.
3: At Miami. <laughs>
1: uh, Miami minus. I'm trying to think of what they were with like Kansas City. Like I feel like my where is the game? Miami. Miami minus 14.
3: Got it. Minus 13 and a half. Let's go. Chicago Let's at go. the Jets. Mike White of White Lotus fame starting a
1: quarterback for the Jets this week. So, I, But my strategy, and I started doing this last week, is when I, it feels like whatever, I just it, stick to the main numbers. There are a few yep. in the Vegas zone, three to seven, but you stick to the main numbers. I'm going to go uh, Jets minus three.
3: Oh, just missed it. Minus four and a half. Minus. Oh wow! Four and a half, which seems like that a feels but I big. I don't know if the there's, there's uncertainty on fields probably. Atlanta at Washington. Atlanta at Washington.
1: Washington minus four.
3: Got it. Minus four and a half. All
1: right. Denver All right.
3: at Carolina. Denver at Carolina.
1: Sam Darnold.
3: Sammy boy.
1: Denver minus three.
3: Got it. Denver minus. All right. Two and a half. All right. I'm yeah, so, sometimes you gotta stick with these numbers. Stick with it. Baltimore at Jacksonville. Baltimore. Jacksonville is three and seven. Isn't that wild? Like yeah, I thought not they'd really good. get going.
1: Uh this feels like Ravens by a touchdown. Ravens minus four. Whoa. Minus only four. Okay. All right. Chargers, Where am I at right now?
3: Uh even Steven. Chargers at Arizona.
1: Now I'm, I've, now I'm totally thrown Don't off. Do Don't do this. Don't get in your head. Win. No, I'm thrown yes. off. Chargers at Arizona. Give chargers so by it. a touchdown.
3: Oh, dun-dun-dun-dun. Chargers minus four and a half. God, Arizona's
4: such a mess. Yes. Vegas. We tend to agree with you Vegas on that at Seattle.
3: Looking for Vegas
1: at Seattle. Haven't seen Seattle. Se- they were off last week. Seattle minus three and a half. Nailed it.
3: On it. Three and a Let's half. Let's go. Okay. Just ram it at Kansas City. Just ram it at Kansas City. Chiefs by 14. Nailed it. Chiefs minus 14 and a half.
1: Let's go. Who would have thought huge, going into this season? Oh,
3: has a Super Bowl champion ever been a 14 and a half dog the,
1: the next, next year? year? Probably not.
3: I can't imagine it.
1: I honestly thought I may have gone too low because they're like starting somebody I've never even heard of.
3: Well, they have no running backs. Like they cut Henderson this week. Cam Akers, they hate him. They have nobody to Why they to. cut Henderson? No clue. No clue. It's an unmitigated disaster. And there's yeah. no way to improve. Like they went all in, they won it. I oh, guess it's yeah. worth it. But at the same time It like, is. They
1: won a Super Bowl.
3: But there's no path. It's gonna no. be a long path back. Yeah. And that market is fickle. New Orleans yep. at San Francisco. New Orleans at the Niners.
1: Niners are Vegas Ballers. is in love with the Niners. I'm they gonna call, I think this this feels like ten. Niners minus ten.
3: Crushed it. Minus nine and a half. Three in a row. I still Let's don't understand how they were the nine Vikings and a half stretch. over
1: the Chargers too. Like the the Saints are worse than the Chargers.
3: For sure. Yeah. Yes, they are. I, I mean, I I will. I mean just a little hint on the scores. I, I will I love San Francisco minus nine and a half. Love it. Yeah. I uh like Green Bay at Philly. Green Bay
1: at Philly. Vegas zone. Philly minus five.
3: Oh. Philly minus six and a half.
1: Oh so close. I was right about Vegas zone. You
3: did. Pittsburgh right. at Indy. Last one, Monday nighter. Pittsburgh at Indy. Oh God, that's the Monday nighter? Dude, Indy the minus Niners Packers at Eagles. I mean, it's we're not. It ain't great, Bob.
1: Indy minus three and a half.
3: Got it. Minus two and a half. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Up. One, two, three, four, five down. Eight and five. Let's go. Give a a, read them and weep, baby. What a stretch. What a job out of you. This makes me sad. Ladies and gentlemen, now and that nine, he's out brother. of his
1: vehicle, let him know how you feel. 18 and nine the last two weeks. I think Beautiful. I'd be smoking Simmons and the cuz.
3: Crushing them. Absolutely be crushing them. Good job out of you. Really impressive.
1: Cincinnati is a favorite
3: was the biggest surprise line to me. So we had, and keep in mind with this with the scores, uh, very rarely, we've had a lot of these big ones not only not cover but lose. lose. So we've got, oh, in terms of scores, over nine. You have Buffalo at Detroit, Giants at Dallas. You've got Houston at Miami. You've got Rams There's- at Kansas City and you have New Orleans at San Francisco. That's five games, nine or better. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot.
4: That's a Vegas lot. Vegas is going to get profitable this weekend. Yeah, makes you nervous. Uh, All right, yeah, scores. Let's go. Week twelve, Thanksgiving Day. The scores: twelve thirty. Buffalo goes back to Detroit. Buffalo seven and three on the year, visiting the Detroit Lions, who've won three in a row. Bishop lead us off.
3: Mm. Jamison Williams practicing. Is he playing?
1: I don't he believe playing? he's playing, but he's yeah, practicing. I don't
4: think he's there
3: yet. This feels a lot like our game to me. Short I can weeks see the Bills up big. Up a
4: lot of teams.
3: I th- I think the Bills up big, and then a little back door. Feels about right to me. Bootsy at the back door. Not pumpkin pie, Bootsy. Pop pumpkin pie sucks. You want coconut cream? I'll run that to you all day long. Little banana cream, all sorts of other pies. Oh, pumpkin yeah, pie? banana cream. No. Now you're speaking my language. That's right. Go somewhere else, son. I like I like Detroit. I like Detroit. Huge. Bills, 34. Lions,
1: 27. It's a girl. Same. I think the Bills have just been through so much emotionally and, and over the course of the last week. They're going to win, but yeah. they don't care about the style points of it. They just want to win and get out of there. They'll do enough to win, but they will, I don't think they're going to blow the doors off this Lions team, man.
4: Up next, the late afternoon game in the National Football League. A huge tilt in the NFC East. It's the New York football Giants. Tough loss to the Lions last week at home. Traveling to Big D and the Dallas Cowboys, seven and three, seven and three, Zagora.
1: Did either of you see the interview with Jerry Jones after the dismantling of the Vikings? No, but and, I bet it was a month. And he Vikings was asked, collab. he was asked what he saw out there today. Yes, he was so happy. Yeah, the look, the crazed look mm-hmm. in his eye the fan, the fantastical nature of whatever was going through his mind disturbed yep. me it was like i was creeped out i was uncomfortable that's and right. he said what i see out there is a team that can win the super bowl that's right and i believe that he might be right dallas huge over the yep. g-men fraudsters they're tweeting at odell beckham
3: same giants big i'm sorry cowboys big cowboys big same by double
1: digits
4: Yep. Final one. It is the Thursday night special. It is the Double New digits England and a Patriots hook. On the road. Six and four. Visiting the eight and two Minnesota Vikings. Vikings got shellacked on Sunday against Dallas. Can they rebound, Bo, real quick?
3: They sure can. Vikings. I, I'm surprised. To me, two and a half. I, I know a lot of people are going to make people double think this. I'm not. I think Minnesota's good. I think they rally. I think it was a bad one last week at home. I think they rally and are very impressive. I like Minnesota. 34.
1: Patriots seventeen. It's the Turkey Day trifecta. We agree, and why wouldn't we? We're both 30 games over 500 this year. Different paths, both 30 games over 500. Legendary. Bo, thanks for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving to you. The cold kisses send him off. Give me. Happy Thanksgiving. Everybody listening, happy Thanksgiving. We will be back on Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, right here on ESPN Cleveland.
0: Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.